Friday edition of Next Up. Thanks for hanging out with us on this rainy, rainy morning in the Triangle as we move your sports day forward. We appreciate you being here for the end of week number two. Live and local, you don't have to wait for it. We're here in the now. Paul Ihander on the ones and twos is Instagram Hill, who was at last night's Canes Florida playoff-ish like atmosphere, which for those of you who track each other on social media, which I know feels like just one big kind of insider thing, but really it's about three of the same people tweeting about three of the same things or posting about three of the same things. 88,000 people were at last night's hockey game. Graham was actually there. He was in the locker room. He was on the glass. He was upstairs. He was in the cheap seats. He had beer spilled on him. <laughs> it was nuts. By a Panthers fan. Yeah, by a Panthers I'm fan. Kidding, I'm kidding. So, so about last night, Graham, and it was pretty electric, right? I mean, there's there's no other way to put that out there. That this feels like that point in the calendar where we all start talking about meaningful games and we get out of that glut of the midseason that is the NHL, and now we're finally thinking about playoffs. And last night, cut the ribbon on the playoff atmosphere that we know and certainly enjoy at PNC Arena. Yeah, for sure. It felt like a playoff game last night inside the confines of PNC Arena, both with the physicality of the two teams playing and the intensity for a majority of the game being held scoreless up until Sebastian Ajo's game-winning goal. But, man, what a moment, not just for Kaniac Nation, but for Sebastian Ajo. I feel like Sebastian Ajo, this is going to sound strange to say, got his Carolina Hurricanes moment last night. It was certainly a moment for the Canes. Let's listen to Mike Maniscalco with the call on 99.9 The Fan. Oh, the streak in the zone. Now Svechnikov with it. 20 seconds. Svechnikov shot. That's blocked. Turning with Zaho. He scores! From a nightmare to a dream, Sebastian Ajo puts Carolina up 1-0 with 18.9 to go. That nightmare Big Rig's talking about was the goal that was eventually called off sides with about three minutes left in the game i wish it was just meh uh, <laughs> you could also say it was a scoring opportunity that i had before that with 346 left in regulation but couldn't control the tip in chance that was out in front of the net well there was many there were many more moments than that we, we had open there were open nets and, and posts right early on it was posts and then late in that game was open nets you know, the, we, we, you talk about those turnaround moments in games and things like that, and for those of you catching up with us this morning and hearing that one nothing win where Panthers fans are salty. I mean, they are salty about this one because the ice was tilted. I mean, you shoot 44 times, and you get stopped 44 times by Pyotr Kochetkov, which, like, now sits top 10 all-time for rookie goaltenders because he's still considered a rookie goaltender. Top 10 all-time in terms of saves in a shutout for a rookie goaltender, and also on that list, just to let you know, is a guy that has been rumored to be, oh, maybe we should kick the tires on this guy if the Canes need a goalie, UC Soros of the Nashville Predators. That happened 11 years ago for Soros. That shows you what you've got in Kachetkov right now for this team. 44 shots by the Panthers. Ping, ping, ping. And just as Bobrovsky was doing his magic on the other end for Florida, Kachetkov was matching him, like punch for punch, and even more so because of just what he had to do to make himself available. And hat tip to Jack Drury for being there to clean up on the one late that Kachetkov magically saved and Drury was able to scoop out of the zone. 
it, and if you hear me being animated about it, it's because it was an animated game. It was a physical game to where Andrei Svechnikov was announcing his presence with authority. Yep. Point after point after point. And Jordan Stahl's, you know, how Jordan Stahl doesn't get called for a high stick every night is beyond me. Like, that shows you what kind of control he has, but the stick that he has is about four feet long. Yep. And the double minor that he had that the, that the Hurricanes were able to take care of and kind of what Rod, uh, head coach Rod Brindamore called resilience and getting the win. Let's hear from Rod here on that one. Yeah, that was the, probably, I mean, the difference in the game there was uh, we were able to kill that four-minute. I mean, that's huge, huge part of the game. Um, did a nice job with it. And then, you know, it was, you know, that goal would come back was obviously huge. Um, especially when we, I think we, like, 30 seconds before, I think we just missed an empty netter. And then they come down and, you know, that happened. So, that um, yeah, was a hard-fought game. Groans all around when empty nets are missed. But for it, for what seemed like an hour where Sebastian Ajo got that puck that was uh, the, the puck that was shot by uh, Svechnikov that went off the skate of the Florida defenseman and then Fishy was able to turn around, kind of pop the puck the way he wanted it and was able to slide that in glove side, high side too, which didn't give Bobrovsky any chance to react at all. Didn't feel like he saw it, but he saw it. Trust me, Sergei Bobrovsky saw that puck. He just couldn't get to it. He just got beat. Yeah. He got beat one time by an elite goal scorer. And we're, we're, I'm comfortable in saying Sebastian Ajo is an elite goal scorer, especially after burying that one last night. And Sebastian Ajo also spoke last night about the game-winning goal. Here's what he said. You were playing like a man-possessed all game. You had that great one-on-one yeah, chance Instagram. in transition. It's how rewarding is it to get that game-winning goal? Yeah, it felt good, especially how, uh, how I missed that empty netter. So after that, it was, felt uh, a little extra special. Uh, and obviously, uh, crucial time of the game. Uh, you know, that's, uh, that's pretty much a guaranteed win when uh, scored that late. So, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was big. That is me, but I'm disappointed in myself. I missed a prime opportunity to ask Sebastian Ajo a question in my Sebastian Ajo impersonation voice. What would, he, what would you have asked Sebastian Ajo in the locker room after his game-winning goal with 19 seconds left? Which, I'm going to teach you all something here real quick. The fifth, fifth, uh, fifth goal in Carolina and Hartford history, fifth latest go-ahead goal in, uh, in the team's history. Uh, Sebastian, uh, great game. Uh, great goal you scored. Uh, just how how rewarding is it just to score that goal and get get the game winner? And then he just said it was great. And then we decided to fight. These two teams do not like each other. Do you like the fact that the rival of the Carolina Hurricanes is now the Florida Panthers? As I mentioned, the Panthers fans are salty this morning because they put up forty four shots. Goalie stood on his head, not just stood on his head, like head on a swivel, legs. Like anything, anything he could do to to keep pucks out of the, keep pucks out of the net, keep from pucks getting deep. That's what was happening. He did everything he could, and Florida did everything they could to test Pyotr Kachetkov, and Kachetkov took everything they could throw at him. I think they're also a little salty just because they now feel they now feel the pain that Hurricanes fans experienced all throughout the Eastern Conference Finals. They were on the other end of the short stick, no pun intended. But, I mean, look at it. Florida had won 11 straight road games coming into last night. They were one game shy of tying the NHL record. 
and they lose in what feels like a playoff atmosphere after, as you mentioned, putting so many grade-A chances on Piotr, on Piotr Kachekov last night and testing him throughout the game. He, he, was, he was stellar. And if this doesn't erase any questions you have about the goaltending situation and now increases the, the more thoughts of, all right, we have four goalies, we can't keep four goalies on an active roster, who's going somewhere, who isn't going somewhere, that decision will have to be made by the front office. But Kachetkov now, two home shutouts in a row. Shut out the Devils. If you, if you have short-term memory, shut out the Devils 13 nights ago. Again, one nothing, Like, one nothing. He's doing what he needs to do. Healthy? Seems like he's healthy. Do you sometimes question the aggressiveness of a goaltender uh, when, you know, they, oh, you're like, oh, and he got it? <laughs> Seriously, there, there, is, there are those moments for a lot of, for a lot of Kaniacs out there. When you see him, he goes, he goes a little bit too far out of the crease, you know, or, you know, tries to close the angle, gets a little bit too far out. And that's just, you know, goalie mentality. World beaters, they're all different. You know this. Hanging out with goalies, they think completely differently but then they're even keel around you and they get in the game. It's like, all right, hey, they're fighting at the end of the game. I'm Piotr Kachekov. I'm just going to go skate over there and see if I can get a little piece of action too. Don't touch my guys. I love that, by the way. Yeah. In the postgame, don't touch my guys. I don't want guys to touch. No touch my guys. That's all you had to say. That's perfect. You want to win over a locker room? You want to win over fans? You want to win over me, Graham, anybody who's a casual hockey fan? You're going to fall on your sword for other people. I think we also do have to give credit where credit's due to Andre Svechnikov for making his impact name last night. Even though he didn't score a goal, I mean, just the physicality aspect that he brought to the game last night. And I'm not praising him for injuring Matthew Kachuk, but, I mean, his presence was felt with that hit up against the boards on Matthew Kachuk. I feel like that's a key piece that Carolina was missing last year in that Eastern Conference playoffs. We missed Andre Svechnikov last year in the playoffs. We just missed we Svechnikov just, we missed in general, his, yeah. His presence, his presence changes games. There's no doubt about it. But ace of the night, for sure, Pyotr Kachetkov. Hat tip to you, man. You should be, you should be getting all the, uh, all the free drinks, all the breakfast this morning. It should, go, it should taste very nice. And for, the, and for Sebastian Ajo, too, Fishy should uh, also be having a very comfortable morning. But you only get so much to breathe this one in. There's a big weekend coming up. Canes insider Adam Gold is going to join us in about 20 minutes to talk about a weekend that is a, a weekend of back-to-backs that is just as big as a challenge as last night's uh, late-night win over the Panthers was. Remember, I say this all the time during the show. You've only been with us for two weeks here. You've heard us for much longer, it seems, but we stay up so you don't have to. Like, we're here for you. This is all about us being here right now. You don't have to wait. You don't have to fire up your phone and... Look at your socials or whatnot. We're here in the moment. I'm Graham Hill with three things you need to know right now from 999 The Fan. Sebastian Ajo scored with 18.9 seconds left, helping Pierre Kachekov and the Carolina Hurricanes beat the Florida Panthers. 1-0, Kachekov struck 44 shots in his third shutout of the season. Carolina has won four straight in six of its past seven games. Lexi Donoski scored 23 points to power North Carolina to an 80-70 win over number six NC State last night. The Tar Heels won their third straight after a four-game skid, while the Wolfpack had their three-game win streak snapped. Kennedy Brown scored 12 points, Reagan Richardson added 11, and Duke jumped out early and beat number 17 Syracuse in women's basketball last night, snapping the orange 
five-game win streak with a 58-45 victory. Find these stories and more on WRLSportsFan.com. Next up, we preview the college basketball weekend in the Triangle. Big weekend in the ACC. I'm tired of talking about must-wins. I really am. Uh, it's just, it's a little cliche, right? Because they don't tend to happen for some of our teams that right. we uh, that we cover. Right. We talk about the must-wins. I'm tired of talking about the must-wins. So I'm talking about, let's, let's talk about how we can set things up nicely on March 9th. March 9th is when Carolina and Duke will tussle again. They will come together. The two seed, two top seeds in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Duke Blue Devils, 21-5 and overall, 12-3 and in the ACC. Carolina, 20-6 and overall, 12-3 and in the ACC. And the only thing that's going to screw it up is if we start losing basketball games. And this weekend is a battle of the top four seeds. There are two of them, specifically. Got a late-night note last night from the folks at Wake Forest that the only way to get into that game, and that's Duke at Wake Forest on Saturday, is by sneaking into the building. It is sold out. Nice. Carolina is at Virginia. Carolina, as we say, just went out. This is the role that they have in making sure that March 9th is the thing. But they got to get past probably what I'm going to call the most angry Virginia Cavaliers team this season. Why, you ask, Paul? Well, I'm going to tell you. Because they lost by 34 to Virginia Tech. How much, Paul? 34. And Virginia, which has now struggled in back-to-back games in terms of scoring, like they have scored less than 100 in their last two games, will now take on a North Carolina team that has been continually throughout this entire season, with the exception of maybe one or two games, wiped the taste of last year's season completely out of their mouths. And for Carolina, they just have to put up like 60, I think, to be honest. Because Virginia is going to run you in. They're going to grind you into the ground, like to a complete halt. And they know that they've got to control R.J. Davis. Like, this is it. Like, he's the guy. Like, if they can control him, they might have a chance. They might have a chance. But this guy, like, and if you haven't seen R.J. Davis play in person, which I'm sure some of you have because – your, your heels season ticket holders, and you're like, we see it, Paul. We see this guy. He does the things that are uncelebrated because he has never been, like, the primary option guy until this season. And now that Caleb Love is the primary option guy in Arizona, who lost last night, by the way, so there you go. There's the little small cheer you can have in Chapel Hill. That Davis is, like, the man now. And even Armando Baycott goes, hey, I know I'm turning my game up here. Like, we've seen him, like, turn things on here in the past several games. Even he's like, yeah, this is his team. He's the catalyst. He's the one that makes sure everybody else, that Cormac Ryan gets his open looks because they're keying on him so much. And a team that, again, wanted to wipe that bad taste out of their mouth from last season, you got to get past a grinded-out Virginia team that right now is pissed. They're mad because they're getting overlooked. They're getting overlooked by every bracketologist out there going, yeah, we're not quite sure they're ready for prime time. We're not quite sure that they should be the representative. There's more talk about Clemson 
than there is about Virginia. Part of that is just bias for offense. Like, we love watching offense. But when you get torched by your in-state rival that really has no shot at making the tournament unless they win, again, they're a Tier 2 team. There's three tiers right now, Duke, Carolina, Virginia, Wake Forest, Clemson, in that top tier. Pitt on the teetering end of that, and then State and all the other states are in that conversation. But Carolina's biggest role right now is to get past a pissed-off Virginia team. There's a couple of things that are concerning me now that you bring it up for North Carolina going to this game. One being, as you mentioned, the 34-point loss that the Cavaliers had to their in-state rival, the Hokies. They're going to look to get a, that bad taste out of their mouth. They had a good opportunity to do it against a top-10 team in the Tar Heels. Also, we got to talk about how JPJ is a house of horrors for the Toros. They've lost eight straight there. They're looking for their first win at Virginia since 2012. And then the last part, this could go either way. Sometimes this can be a good thing. Sometimes it can be a bad thing. Remember, the Tar Heels haven't played since their 15-point win against Virginia Tech last Saturday in a game that I kind of feel like they didn't empty the tank, but they definitely played a lot more physical than we've been uh, used to seeing the Tar Heels play and exerted a lot of energy. Listen, for, uh, Tony Bennett's doing a fantastic job of Virginia, but I, he'll he'll break out into Sinatra tunes if, if they could get a win over Carolina. Like, firm up Fly the resume. Me to the moon. And let me play among the stars. I sang that in jazz choir back in the day, so be careful. Be careful. We sing a lot of that stuff. We did all these old standards and gospel tunes in, in uh, jazz choir. Oh, <laughs> I digress. Uh, Duke Duke is at Wake Forest. Duke has to essentially do the same thing. Like, take out a Wake Forest team that is looking for relevance and deal the Deacons their first home loss of the season. And that's a, I think that's a tougher task. Like, Wake has been unstoppable at home. And we make, we make a lot of deal out of Hunter's house, at least I do. Like, I love Hunter's house's game. Wake has so many more weapons, and... It's like the P- it's like PNC Arena, right, for the Canes? Like, you come home, it just feels right. It just feels right, and that's the way it is for Wake. And in front of a sold-out house, which they haven't had in a while there, that's going to that's gonna be a heck of a game. But we've seen Duke, and Duke's coming off a, a real real cupcake. I mean, over Miami. I mean, they, 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 as, I, as I mentioned uh, uh, yesterday, it was the cat playing with the dead insect for a while, and then the cat realizing the insect was dead, so it's going to squash it and and move on that was a 29 point win and duke's coming in healthy now with proctor back so you see how that leans in stayed at home at bc again i'm tired of talking about the must wins this is about momentum this is about keeping yourself a part of that conversation even though it still feels like you're now the guy on the outside of the party you ever see that movie wayne's world from back in the day wayne's world yeah wayne's yeah it was that (coughs) it was that snl skit sorry everybody had to clear my throat that SNL skit, and there's a scene where Wayne and Garth go uh, backstage to hang out with rock legend Alice Cooper, who, by the way, is a cool dude. And they go up to the bouncer, and they're getting ready to go in, and uh, and they just flash their passes kind of thing. Yeah. Right now, State doesn't have that pass. They're just kind of standing out there kind of looking, at, hey, and we want to go see Alice Cooper. That's kind, of the, that's kind of the role right now. That's kind of where they sit. I got no skin in the game. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying State's not... Part of the part of the talk about the postseason, but to be part of that talk about the postseason, to get that backstage pass, means getting dubs, and you got to get them fast. You got to get them in a hurry. 
Simply put, Adam Gold said it, who just walked into the studio, you're going to hear him in about five minutes, said before his show on Tuesday, before they played Syracuse, if you're NC State, just don't lose. Just don't lose. Well, they did. Now, tomorrow, again, rinse, wash, and repeat. Don't lose, especially since it's the 50th anniversary of NC State's 1974 National Championship, and that team's going to be commemorated during the game. You cannot lose this. You just can't. Well, you're right. You can't. Afternoon game over at PNC for State at home. 